Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Y'all ever run out of coffee creamer? For you coffee drinkers out there. I keep doing this. I run out of coffee creamer, or actually, like, the minute I know I'm about to run out of coffee creamer, I immediately write it down on a little post-it and say, I gotta go get coffee creamer. Cut to, that never happens. So I wake up the next day with no coffee creamer and pour myself some coffee, have to use like an alternative solution, which is like, you know, unsweetened almond milk that I would put in cereal. Ugh, y'all, ugh, God. And here's the thing, for as nasty as it tastes to me, I don't go right out that day and get coffee creamer. I will continue to drink the nasty coffee for days to come until I just can't take it anymore. And as a matter of fact, I've had moments where I had no alternative in the house and I just went straight black coffee and I am definitely, I don't actually, well, I thought I didn't actually like the taste of coffee. You know how like people joke and if you use a lot of cream and sugar, they're like, you don't really like coffee, you like the taste of sugar. I was one of those people. When I was a kid, I would dump packet like at the diner. I'm Jersey. Hang with me here. We go to diners, right? I would sit there with my grandma and my mom, and my grandma used to let us taste the coffee in the little creamer cups. Like that was a treat. Like Nana's going to pour you a little creamer cup full of coffee, and you taste it. And she always took hers light. And then when I got to the age where I was allowed to have coffee, I don't know why, by the way, uh, other than I was always told it would stunt my growth, and here I am, average height, thank you very much. My sister and brother both drink coffee, and they're fucking ginormous, but I think they drink like quadruple the amount of coffee I do, so I don't know what happened in the gene pool, but I definitely was a slow fucking swimmer. So when I started drinking coffee, I, I'm not even making this up, I wish I was, because it's so nasty now, but I needed 12 packets of sugar. That's not even me exaggerating. 12 little packets of sugar I dump in the coffee with cream and I was happy as a clam. So never a black coffee kind of girl, but one time I ran out of creamer at home, like in recent years, I ran out of creamer and I'm not going to not drink coffee in the morning. I've tried that route. You don't want to be anywhere near me if that happens, ever. That is your warning. So I went black. I just did one stevia and black coffee and I actually liked it, which shocking after you know that I once was putting 12 sugar packets in my coffee. Anyway, I prefer my creamer. So I, when I run out of creamer and I'm just using the alternative solution, I will like wait this out. 
And I started paying attention to it because I was kind of like, why do I do this? Like, I know I don't like it. It actually just ruins the whole experience of drinking coffee in the morning for me, which is an experience in and of itself. You you know, if you drink coffee, like it's a whole like thing. You pour your coffee and you sit down and you just like <sighs> relax. And mm, not having the right creamer, like just it not tasting right kills it. I will tolerate it. I will tolerate it for several days, in fact, and then I it, it takes me getting to the place where I'm just like so grossed out that that then drives me to go to the grocery store and actually do what I need to do in the first place. My point in saying this to you is that we do this in all other areas of our lives as well. We do this in relationships. We do this with our health. We do this with our mindset. We do this with business or finances. We tolerate our own laziness and our own resistance to actually taking the action that we are aware is going to help us. I've always said that if you are aware of something you don't like and you continue to allow it, you are choosing it. If you are aware of the pattern, if you are aware that you want something different, if the awareness is there with an understanding of, I don't want this anymore, I want something different, then the next step of like, what is that something different? How do I get to that something different? What's the action step to take to break this pattern? That is a choice you make. And most of us, including myself, yes, at times, everybody does this. We know we want something different, but we are so comfy in our bullshit We love the taste of shitty coffee so much, but we really don't. We're just fucking lazy and we don't want to do what we got to do. We don't want to get out of our own way. We just want to stay stuck in the complaining stage and the victim stage or whatever it might be for you. You know, the coffee thing, that was just pure laziness on my part. Just laziness because, you know, the grocery store is a whole fucking thing these days and Not for nothing, I loved grocery shopping, but I've got to like, you know, get myself to a place mentally and emotionally to actually want to go, mainly because I will wear my mask. I'm not knocking the mask wearing, but I don't breathe well in that mask because I already don't breathe well through my nose. I'm a mouth breather, so it really affects me when I've got to wear it for a very short stint of time. I went to Home Depot recently with my mom and we were in the outside plant section and of course we had our masks on and it was hot and humid that day and I just kept looking at her and mind you, my whole family's in in the medical field, okay? So I turned to them for their expertise on the subject, but I just looked at my mom and I was like, we're outside and like, we're not like standing in a line. We're not. And she's like, we got you got to wear it. You got to wear it. And I'm like, I can't breathe. Like I cannot breathe. So yeah, I don't go to the store that much these days, just mainly because I do follow those rules and respect them and understand how they're benefiting everything going on. But at the same time, I don't really fucking enjoy it. 
And that, that I just mapped out for you, is resistance, right? So now take that and let's like transplant it into other areas of our lives, okay? Sometimes the reason that you are keeping yourself stuck, right, and tolerating nonsense that you don't really want anymore is because you don't know what the other alternative is. Like, you know, for me in some areas of my life, I have only known unhealthy, abusive, negative situations. So it took me like a good while in some of those areas to really get an understanding or live my life and have experiences that ultimately led me to an understanding that, oh, okay, so I don't want this, I don't want this, I don't want this, I don't want this, I don't like this, I don't like this, I don't like this. And you knock all those out of the way and it brings you clarity into what is maybe possible and what you can have and what you do want, right? But sometimes that's a longer method because you're using your own life experiences and gaining wisdom from them. And that means you got to let life unfold on its own time. Another reason that we keep ourselves stuck is we ask too many fucking people their opinions. When you have an area of your life where you have had only negative outcomes, it will make you unsure and it will make you not necessarily trust your own judgment and ability to make healthier decisions for yourself. So normally what takes place in those weak spots, so to speak, is we reach outside of ourselves for some sort of guidance or support. Some of you come to somebody like me, right? for professional support. And as we've talked about in previous episodes, not every professional you go to is healthy themselves. So a lot of them are just going to tell you what to do. And that's where I'm headed with this, okay? A lot of them are going to tell you what to do from their own limited perspective. They're not actually providing you tools or the ability to make your own decision for yourself, right? But then there's professionals like myself, because I can only speak for myself and, and the knowledge that I have or the experiences I've personally had or heard about from clients. Speaking on behalf of myself, I don't tell any client what to do. Client comes to me, brings me a problem, tells me, what do I do? I say, I'm not going to tell you what to do, but let's help you understand what happened. Let's help you understand why you thought the, the, thing, the things you thought, you did the things you did. Let's understand where it came from. Let me just give you an education on the behavior patterns, the emotions you're feeling, and help you better understand yourself in this equation. And once we do that, you will then have clarity and you will be able to draw some conclusions for yourself on what's next, right? And so not a lot of people are capable of providing that for others, but that is ultimately what will help you. What a lot of us do as humans is we call up a friend or a family member, mom, sister, brother, friends, okay? And we don't have that little piece of knowledge that I just dropped, which is not everybody is healthy, even if they have what we want. Like even if they have the money we want, even if they have the relationship we think we want, right? That's surface level. So even though we think 
They have what we want. They're not us. So what most of us do is we look at the stuff on the surface and we go, ooh, teach me your talent. When the real question should be, ooh, help me learn more about me. Help me better understand me. But we don't have that information at the time. We're desperate. We want help. We want to fix the issue. We call them up. We think they're going to give us sound advice. Sometimes they do. Sometimes they don't. But what you have to take away from this conversation right now is they're giving you what works for them. And they think it will work for you. And it may or may not. It's hit or miss. Y'all, you can try it, but you might get flustered and frustrated when it doesn't work out, I suggest you try to better understand yourself rather than reaching out to everybody else and going, oh, tell, give me the rule book on relationships. Give me the rule book on earning money. Help me with the 10-step process that got you the results that you have already achieved. You can't do it that way. You just can't. And the reason being, you're going to feel very disconnected from yourself. You're going to feel a lot of anxiety the minute you disconnect from yourself. You're going to be in a panic when you're in those moments where you don't know how to act because you're not being yourself. I hope I'm emphasizing that enough. And, 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 y'all... You brew, you, you brew, you brew, brew? I don't know. Let's just, we, you fuel, fuel. That's the word we're looking for. You fuel your codependency issues, if you have them, and most people do. You fuel them by doing that. Because now you are dependent on somebody else telling you what worked for them and what, what do I do next? What do I do next? How do I do it? What did you say? How long did you wait? What do I do now? How am I supposed to dress? How am I supposed to look? Now, just like the coffee example, you start doing what other people tell you to do. You're disconnected from you. And what do you feel? You feel discomfort. You feel anxiety. You feel like, I don't know what to do. This doesn't feel right. I don't like this. I want to do this. But so-and-so told me not to do this. And I'm overwhelmed and I feel very out of control. That is equivalent to me saying, um, I ran out of coffee creamer and I used a milk alternative and it tasted like shit. And I put up with it for like three to four days because I didn't want to go buy what I needed to buy and do what I needed to do to make it taste right. Because I just tolerated it. I tolerated what was right in front of me rather than going and getting what I was wanting and needing. I tolerated what was happening rather than really honoring my feelings. Forgive me for speaking slow and stupid today, but you really need to hear this. Because we do this. We all do this. I've been doing it recently with certain things. So we're all going to talk about it because that's what I like to do. That's what works for me. So here's another good example. A lot of my friends and, and family often don't really understand why I communicate the way I do in certain settings. 
We're leaving out the details of this example. Just roll with me here because I'm going to get straight to the point. They don't practice it the same way I do. It doesn't really, it's not authentic to their approach in situations. But for me, I'm a talker. I like to talk. I'm very honest. I'm very straightforward. People often call me brutally honest or blunt. I get straight to the point. I don't like to assume things. I don't like leaving space where there's unspoken words because that leaves room for confusion. It doesn't really matter why I don't like like unspoken situations where you're just kind of like making assumptions about another person. It doesn't really matter why I don't like it. Amy really respecting and owning who Amy is is just going to sit here and say, I don't fucking like it. I'm not that kind of person. Okay? That's the place you need to get to in certain situations. You need to get to the place where you're like, this is me and this is just how I do shit. This is how I like it. It doesn't matter where it comes from. It doesn't matter what brought me here. This is who I am and this is how I like shit. So I'm a talker. So whereas a lot of my friends and family might suggest to me in certain situations, just leave it alone, don't say anything, or just make an assumption off of somebody's behavior and go, "Mm, well, you know, actions speak louder than words, Amy. I really would like to challenge that popular saying, okay? Because People's behavior, your judgment of it is coming from your perception. There is no black and white rule book to behaviors with, within reason. I know some somebody, somebody is going to argue that with me. But within reason. Like murder is bad. We can all agree on that, okay? So like let's just, let's keep it within reason here, all right? I'm not psycho. I just have to make my point heard. So, you know, if I judge somebody's behavior, I'm judging it based off of my own fears, my own childhood trauma, my own filtering system, but that might not necessarily be the reason somebody's acting the way they are. Again, there's no black and white rule book, So, but a lot of people think this. A lot of people think this in all areas of life, like specifically dating. A lot of people think there's a black and white rule book. Of like, well, if they do this, this is what it means. And that's not the case. That's not the case. Okay? Stop listening to the self-proclaimed relationship or marriage coaches or professionals or therapists or whoever that are telling you that shit because it's not true. It's not true. There's no one way to get a boyfriend, husband, wife, kids, You don't need somebody to vet people for you. My God, I saw that on Twitter one day and I wanted to stab my fucking eyes out when I saw it. You don't need a complete stranger or self-proclaimed expert to vet your potential mate, all right? I'm gonna have to do a whole episode on this topic soon, but sticking to my point here, you judging somebody else's behavior that way That's your stuff, okay? So for me, I got an issue with that whole saying, actions speak louder words. I get the concept of it, but at the end of the day, no. No, not always. Not always. Because there's times where you might judge my behavior on something, but you don't know where my behavior's coming from. 
You don't know why I'm acting the way I am. You don't know why I may not be answering my phone in a timely manner. You don't know what's going on with me unless you ask me. So I would argue that words are just as important. So we asked these people for their rule book and then we're disconnected from us. We're trying to be like them to get the results that we see that they have. And then what happens? Well, I'll tell you what happens for me. So when people are like, just don't say anything. Like, play it cool. Don't say anything. Uh, that's not Amy. That's not how Amy works. I try, but that's not Amy. I communicate. I communicate if I'm confused. I ask questions. I communicate if I have feelings to share. I communicate when I want, how I want. I'm not somebody who doesn't communicate. I'm not someone who takes hints. That's so unhealthy. You can't see my air quotes right now, but like that's take a hint in air quotes. I, mm, 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 mm. That's so unhealthy. Anyone tries to just drop a hint on you without communicating what they need or want, they're no good. They're unhealthy. Send them, refer them to me. Let me help them because that ain't good. If you're like skirting past setting a boundary or being upfront with someone or being honest, like ghosting people, that's not healthy either. You don't want that around you. Okay. But again, a lot of people will justify those behaviors and say, well, I don't owe an explanation for why I don't want to talk to anyone. No. No, but are you a decent human being? Wouldn't you want to, wouldn't you just want to know, you know, wouldn't you? Needless to say, I feel severe anxiety when I do things that are not in alignment with me because I feel very out of control because I am out of control because it's not, those behaviors aren't belonging to me. I'm listening to other people, not me. And I have spent probably about half my life That's about an estimate, okay? You know, we just make up percentages around here. Um, Believing something was wrong with me and feeling like I had to get the, the expertise from everyone outside of me. And that comes from the environment I was brought up in. I was conditioned away from myself, away from being myself, away from believing myself, away from being authentically myself. I had to obey. It was very controlled environments that I was in. So in time, with that repeated action being taken, you know, repeated punishment if I was being true to myself, repeated attacks when I spoke up for myself, things like that, that will condition you away from being you. So I've spent about half my life, again, an estimate, not listening to myself. And I will tell you from my own personal research and studies, the only time we as humans do not listen to ourselves is when we lack the wisdom in that area and we've had bad experiences there, okay? If you lack the wisdom and have bad experiences there, like there are certain things in business that I don't need to ask anybody about 
because I've had enough experience where I've learned what works for me and what does not. But then there's other things like we'll say taxes, for instance, where I don't have the expertise. I'm still learning things. So I'm unsure of things. So I ask people who have that information. I ask for help. I ask when I'm confused, I ask what I should or shouldn't do because I'm uncertain, right? Um, In the bigger scheme of things, when you just look at your emotional and behavioral growth as a whole, you're always going to be, I always say you're like an onion, you're always going to be experiencing a new layer of something. So there's always something new to learn there as well. So again, uh, that's another area where Yes, I have obviously ample amounts of wisdom and experience and expertise and schooling, but I continue to learn. I continue to grow. I continue to go to school. I continue to ask the questions from people that I trust and confide in to learn more and understand more about these things. Here's your Amy cheat sheet. Always ask why. When you're learning something from somebody, you want to know why. Why do they say to do this and not this? That's what you want to understand. You want to understand the why. And then once you understand the why, your next step is to understand, do you align with that why? And which way would you go? Figure it out for yourself. All right? Don't let anybody say, do this. Don't do this. They tell you that, you say, why? Explain to me why I should do this and I shouldn't do this. Help me understand it better. And once you help, they help you understand better. Some, most of those people saying that are not going to be able to give you a why, by the way. Why doesn't matter. It doesn't matter why, just trust me. That's what they'll say, okay? It doesn't matter why, just trust me. Don't trust those people. Here's what understanding the why will lead you to. It will lead you to what's going to be right authentic, in alignment for you, okay? Somebody says, you probably shouldn't, just just don't text them back, just leave it alone. Why? Explain to me your thought process, please. Why? What's behind it? And then once they give it to you, now you listen to that and you connect and you determine if you agree with it or not. Because it doesn't mean it's right or wrong, it just means it's right for them and it might be wrong for you. Or you might get behind it. It might make sense to you and you might go, you know what? I completely agree with that. I can act in accordance with that. But if you miss that step and you just blindly go, okay, I'm just going to listen to so-and-so and and I'm going to do this, you lose yourself. The goal in life is to find yourself, get to know yourself, understand yourself, then What comes with that is success and confidence and inner peace. And those words sound really cheesy, but do you know how good inner peace feels? Oh my God. Story time. I've been paying close attention to what people say to me about me lately. And there's been a consistency with people saying to me how they love spending time, like friends and family, they love spending time with me because I'm good energy, right? They say things like, these are their words. I completely, completely agree with them. 
they say, you walk in and you just light up the whole room. Your energy is just so bright and light and easy to be around. It's just so positive and happy, right? So if that is the consistent theme with all of these people, what I then went and did was I was working on some things. I was journaling some stuff out for myself in my in my own personal life, doing my own emotional work, just like I encourage you guys to do. And I was really focused on on worthiness and value. And I've played with this over the years and found really unique ways to talk about it and explain the concepts to people because worthiness was always a a word that I couldn't connect to. It just, the word itself and the definition kind of just always felt foreign to me. And and that's good for you because most words feel foreign to me and I find really unique ways to explain them and talk about them or emotions and whatever. Um, so I was working through this concept around worthiness and value and I started thinking about all of those examples of people in my life and what they have said to me. And I was like, I know how to go about this in a different way now. Like I know how to talk about this and help people that struggle to connect with it in a new way. And that way is focus on what you know you extend to other people, right? Don't focus on what you do for other people. Like, oh, I can be a good listener and I'm a fun person to hang out with because those are you know, very flighty ideas. They're not going to keep you grounded because then your mind will challenge you to go, well, what if so-and-so over there is also fun to hang out with? Or I hung out with this person and they're fun too. So what makes me more fun than them? You know, and so it's not a foolproof method. But if you focus on what you know you extend to people, that's a different process. That's a really rooted process because... You can do this very easily by listening to what other people say they feel when they're around you. And you can also do it by paying attention to what you feel when you're around other people. For instance, the maintenance man here and I are like bros, right? We're we're bro. That's the best way to explain it. I make friends with everybody no matter where I go. And I used to be a very shy individual, just like sidebar for a second. I used to be very shy and and anxious to, to be in new environments and meet new people. So if you knew me then and you know me now, it's like night and day because I talk to everybody. Like I was kayaking over the weekend and every house I went by, I was waving and starting conversations <laughs> because that's just who I am. I just talk to everybody now. So... As you know, I had I used to have, now I have a brand new ceiling. Thank you, Jesus. Um, but I used to have so many leaks in my apartment that I obviously got to know the maintenance staff really well around here. And the maintenance guy now and I are, you know, we're pretty chummy. And when I have other issues, like um, my water heater blew the other day. <laughs> no, thank you, Jesus. Um <laughs> And he had to come and fix it. 
And we always have a conversation when he's here. I always talk to him. And because he's been here so many times, we've had plenty of conversations at this point. So he's always got nice things to say to me about me. And he was here the other day and he didn't want to leave. He didn't want to leave. Not in a creepy way. He was just like, we were having a good conversation and he goes... I've got to go to this other unit and fix their leaks. And he's like looking at me. He goes, you know how that goes. I don't really want to do that yet. You got any more problems in here that I can like fix? And I'm like, um, actually, yeah, I do. And I felt like without him saying it, this is, this is one of those instances where we could say actions definitely spoke louder than words. Without him necessarily saying outright, you're cool to hang out with. He insinuated it by being like, give me more work to do so I can stick around here and I don't have to leave yet. And I was like, yeah, my sink is clogged. This door is broken. The filter in my air conditioner needs changing. Like I was just like racking my brain trying to find him shit to do. And when he left, it really got me thinking like, Yeah, you know what? When you're good energy, when you give that to you and you embody that, then it's an attractive quality. People want to be around that. The only people who don't want to be around somebody like me are people that want to be unhappy that day or are unhappy or people that see something in me that they're not allowing themselves to have and so they get angry being in my presence. And it got me kind of going back and forth in my brain looking at all of these situations as a child where I didn't have that pertinent piece of information there. So when daddy acted a certain way and looked like he was annoyed with me, my little tiny Amy brain at the time was like, daddy doesn't love me. When really it was Amy's really happy and daddy's unhappy. And so Amy giggling and laughing at the lunch table makes an unhappy person even more unhappy and makes them then want to attack the happy because your happy is making them feel even more unhappy and they don't want to deal with their unhappy. So you have to change. They have to control you. They have to stifle you just so they can feel better. And I know that that example resonates with all of you. So... People who are devoted to being negative are never going to want to hang around or feel comfortable hanging around somebody who is feeling positive. They might be in your presence, but you might wonder, what's wrong with them? They're not talking. They look so unhappy. They look miserable. Don't poke the fucking beast, okay? Leave it be. Leave it be or they're going to attack because they're uncomfortable and they don't know how to work through their own emotional state. Your job is to pay attention to who you are and what you make others feel. And that 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 part, that second part, what you make others feel comes from what you're embodying, what you're practicing within yourself and what you know you're extending. And the only way you know what you're extending is self-awareness is pay attention to the feedback you're constantly getting from other people and filtering it. Like, is this is this a legitimate thing that, you know, I need to listen to or is this coming from an unhealthy person and it doesn't really align 
with who I know I am. That's on you. You got to figure that out. Or, you know, come hire me and I'll help you figure that out. But at the end of the day, that's your work. Figure yourself out. Figure out what you stand for, how you feel, what you extend out. Yeah, know thyself. That's what I always say. Know thyself. Create yourself. This is what I say to clients all the time. I'm going to end on this. Create yourself an FBI profile of yourself. Okay? Know the ins and outs of you. Know your moves. Know your triggers. Know your weaknesses. Know where you have work to do and know what you've mastered. And, and recognize you're not perfect, just like I'm not perfect. I'm constantly growing. I'm constantly going through things in my own life that I'm always working through. And that profile will get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And if you build that and you understand it and you study it, like that's what you should fucking be studying. Study yourself. Because as you do, then functioning with other people and succeeding in all these areas of, a li- of life, it's going to come easy for you.